here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811. Hello, 877-381-3811. You know, uh, I've got to plow through the propaganda media all day long, all night long. So somebody once asked me, what is that like, Mark? And I said, I'm not 100% sure I can define it or describe it. It's like asking a liberal what a woman is. But I think the best way to describe it might be sort of a colonoscopy without sedation, Mr. Producer. That's that's how I would think it might feel every damn day. Because it's really unbelievable. Now, before I get to what I want to get to, I want to get to something else. Briefly. Joe Biden at the White House today. Ah, come on, Mark. No, Joe Biden at the White House today. I want to explain something. I want to unravel the lies and the propaganda going on as we try to avoid a complete train wreck on the budget and on spending, which is so easy to avoid, it's not even funny. But anyway, cut one, go. We had a productive meeting yesterday and uh, with all four leaders in the Congress. It was civil and respectful. And everyone came to the meeting, I think, in good faith. I'm confident that we'll get the agreement on the budget, that America will not default. And uh, every leader in the room understands the consequences if we fail to pay our bills. All right, that's where I want to focus in on, if we fail to pay our bills. This is very important because they keep saying, well, we're not deadbeats, we have to pay our bills. Today is May 17th. It's a sad day in the Levin household, of course, for the reason I said. But nonetheless, it's May 17th. The federal budget goes from October 1st to September 30th. October 1st to September 30th. Now stick with me on this because you're going to know more than anybody else. And I've tried to explain this in 20 different ways, so I think I've come up with a new one. 
So November, after the Republicans won the House, but before they were sworn in, so the Democrats were lame duck in the House. What happened was the Democrats quickly passed a massive spending bill. Rather than fight that spending bill, Mitch McConnell and 17 others of his moronic comrades voted with all the Democrats to pass the bill that Pelosi put forward. And Biden signed it. That bill had massive, massive spending in it. So that is the bill we're talking about right now in terms of the spending that's taking place. Now, we're seven and a half months into the fiscal year, which by my calculation means there's four and a half months left. There's still time to cut budget spending. What does he mean we're not going to pay our bills? Ladies and gentlemen, we have four and a half months left. They can trim this budget now if they want to. So it's not a matter of being deadbeats and not paying your bills. We're not talking about failing to pay the bills of the prior seven and a half months. We're talking about what's going on in the coming four and a half months. You with me, Mr. Producer? You just saying yes because you don't want to be fired or what? Maybe. Okay. How about the other Mr. Producer? Are you with me? All right. That one's a little sharper. You know, no offense, but there we are. Anyway, uh, so that's this budget we're living under right now. So there's not a question of being deadbeats and not paying your bills. Now the battle is over. A new budget that starts on October 1st and goes through 2024 to September 30th after this budget is over, okay? So Biden has proposed a $7 trillion budget. The Republicans have said, no, we're not going to pay for that. We're not here to be your tax collectors. There's more fat and waste in that bill than one can imagine. So Biden doesn't want to cut one penny from that. So getting back to this year, they pass this monstrous spending bill, and the Republicans are saying, no, we just passed a debt ceiling to cover the rest of this year, but it's a debt ceiling that insists that we reduce our spending increases by 1% a year for the next 10 years. And we will pick the least painful areas to cut. Well, like what? The 87,000 IRS agents, let's get rid of them. Biden says no. The COVID funds that we didn't spend, let's give that back to the taxpayers. You, Biden says no. Let's take out of the budget this ridiculous, well, we're going to, we're going to pay for the, uh, for the student loans of those who took them and didn't pay for them. So the Republicans said, no, that shouldn't be in the budget either. Biden says, no, it's going to be in the budget. It's not even constitutional. It's in the courts. But nonetheless, Biden says it's going to be. So, <laughs> excuse me, cholera. So those three things alone, 
plus the 1% going forward each year would have an enormously positive impact, right? Biden says no. So what does that have to do with not paying your bills? Give us back our COVID money. We don't need 87,000 new IRS agents. And this boondoggle of almost a trillion dollars in forgiving student loans is outrageous. Biden says no. And the Republicans say, well, we're going to have to do something about this. Inflation is out of control. The debt is massive. The interest on the debt, America, is bigger than our defense budget. Let me repeat that. So the liberals who listen very slowly can comprehend or at least try to. The interest going forward now, paying on our debt, is bigger than the defense budget. So whether we're talking about the current budget situation or the coming budget situation in 2024, Biden won't cut spending. Now, on top of that, it may be a little confounding to you because Biden keeps lying and says, we cut spending $1.7 trillion, the most in American history. Wait a minute. You're spending the most in American history. You're borrowing the most in American history. How are you cutting the most in American history? You can't be doing both. Plus, the Republicans are proposing really benign cuts, benign cuts. And you're saying it'll destroy Social Security, it'll destroy funding of cops, it'll destroy funding of education, all of which are lies, which we know Biden's exceptionally good at. And yet you say you cut $1.7 trillion while increasing spending. The same brain surgeon, the same rocket scientist, who said we need to spend more in order to stop inflation. Remember that? What he's doing is he's taking multiple years And the COVID funds that weren't spent in the prior year. He's counting that as the greatest cut in American history. In other words, he's using the COVID money as a baseline in future budgets. But he's using the fact that we're not adding new COVID money. See what I'm saying? New COVID money as a budget cut. So the COVID money that wasn't spent, he's putting in the baseline for future spending, which of course is a disaster. However, by not spending that COVID money, he's saying that over the course of 10 years, he's cut COVID spending by $1.7 trillion. It is so dishonest. It is so deceitful. That no wonder most people can't follow this. Because, you know, you expect at least some level of integrity from a president, but you get no level of integrity from Biden. So then he has the goal to say, we can't be deadbeats. We have to pay our bills. And he's not the only one that says that. The low IQ idiot who speaks for the idiot says the same thing. She talks the same way. Here's Caroline Zipier. Cut five, Mr. Producer. Go. 
We are not a deadbeat nation. You've heard this from the president over and over again. This is Congress's constitutional duty to get this done as it relates uh, to debt limit. And so there you not- go. There you go. So this is the repetition. This is the big lie as fascistic and Marxist regimes practice it. Repetition. Just say it over and over and over again. In other words, beat down everybody's intellectual capacity to confront it. It becomes a fact by the mere repetition. And so we're not a deadbeat nation. But we are when it comes to the Democrats. Because they're spending far more money than we have. Which is why we have to keep going back to the well over and over and over again. A 19% increase for the EPA, a 13% increase for the Department of Education, a mere 3% increase for national security and defense, while the communist Chinese are on the move and spending like drunken Marxists. Now you understand, I hope, now you know what's taking place. It's not us being a deadbeat nation. It's not the Republicans refusing to raise the debt ceiling. They already did. It's the Republicans saying, hey, You don't get a credit card and just keep spending and spending and spending and then come back to us and say, you have to pay for this through the taxpayers. You Republicans have to vote for it. And we say, wait a minute, we'll raise it, but we're not going to raise it as much as you want. We got to talk about your spending. Oh, what are you, a deadbeat? What are you going to do? Create a default? They are just such. I better not. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Now, I know you guys are worried. Federal Reserve staff said banking crises fallout could push the economy into recession this year. But you can do something about that. Learn how to protect the retirement you worked really hard for. I think a great way is to diversify with gold and specifically a gold IRA. That's right. Physical gold in your IRA. My favorite gold IRA company is Augusta Precious Metals. You got to call these guys and learn how a gold IRA can help you. So if you've saved 100000 or more in a 401k or an IRA, call Augusta Precious Metals and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Tell them Mark sent you and they'll give you a free gold coin when you open a gold IRA. Call Augusta Precious Metals today, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions. Get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. What a great company. So Joe Biden's very proud of the progress that he's made, and he should be, because he's destroying this country one industry at a time. One geographic area at a time. Even the deep blue Democrat cities are being destroyed with his open borders system. Ask the mayor of New York. Ask him what he thinks. He doesn't even understand what the hell is going on. Ask the mayor of El Paso, another Democrat. Ask him what he thinks. Everybody's scratching their head. But if you dare to say what it is, oh, you must be a white supremacist. You want to secure the border? Oh, you must be a white supremacist. You support capitalism? Oh, you must be a white supremacist. 
you oppose pornography and perversion in our classrooms. Oh, you must be a white Christian supremacist. Oh, okay. Biden at the White House today. Cut to go. And I'm proud of the progress my administration has made. We reduced the deficit in the first two years by $1.7 trillion in the first two years. So stop. You see what I mean? Now, he's gotten... He's gotten called out by the Washington Post. He's gotten called out by even the radical left fact checkers to stop saying that. Because it is provably a lie. But he doesn't care because he knows most people don't read the New York Times. Most people don't give a damn what fact checkers have to say. Most people are not engaged on what's taking place. So he just says it. He's a liar. Oh, and it gets better. Go ahead. Proposed the budget would reduce another three trillion dollars over the next decade. Another three trillion over the next decade. So then I guess we don't need to raise the debt ceiling, do we, Mr. Producer? If he's reducing the debt left and right, if he's reduced that debt by one point seven trillion dollars over two years, then why do we have to raise the debt limit? Hello? Doesn't even make any sense now. Want to talk about deadbeats? We're $31.7 trillion in the hole. Deadbeats to our children and our grandchildren and generations yet born. That's a deadbeat. You want to talk about deadbeats? Over $350 trillion. Trillion dollars in obligations. If you're a corporation, you have to put them on your book. Retirement, health care, all the rest of it. Three hundred and fifty trillion dollars. You want to talk about deadbeats? That's a deadbeat. But when you have Republicans in the House who are trying to get some small level of spending under control to call them deadbeats. Lying SOBs in this White House, it's unbelievable. And they get away with it. Because the media are corrupt. They're every bit as corrupt as the state-run media in Iran, as the state-run media in Syria, as the state-run media in, the, uh, in North Korea, as the state-run media in Russia, as the state-run media in Cuba, as the state-run media in China, or the state-run media in Massachusetts. I'll be right back. Now, I know you guys are worried. Federal Reserve staff said banking crises fallout could push the economy into recession this year. But you can do something about that. Learn how to protect the retirement you worked really hard for. I think a great way is to diversify with gold and specifically a gold IRA. That's right, physical gold in your IRA. My favorite gold IRA company is Augusta Precious Metals. You got to call these guys and learn how a gold IRA can help you. So if you've saved 100000 or more in a 401k or an IRA, call Augusta Precious Metals and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Tell them Mark sent you, and they'll give you a free gold coin when you open a gold IRA. Call Augusta Precious Metals today, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions. Get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. What a great company. 
Do you ever talk back to your radio? Then you must be listening to Mark Levin. Pick up the phone and call 877-381-3811. And you know, to hear them blame Kevin McCarthy and the majority Republicans in the House, that's like the icing on the on the psycho babble cake. In other words, they've passed an increase in the debt ceiling. They have linked it to very modest cuts going forward of the sort I just told you about that will not affect all the other spending, unfortunately. It will not. So Biden says that you're trying to slash your Social Security. Ladies and gentlemen, they don't have the power to slash your Social Security. They can't slash your Social Security. I mean, it's, it's a bizarre statement, actually. But anyway, putting that aside. And don't forget what I told you before. The government's collecting 350 or $400 billion a month, so it's not like that's not going on. It's just not enough for these pigs, for these Marxist pigs. It's just not enough for them. Because they have to build a bureaucracy, add more IRS agents, increase their salaries, their pensions, their medical care, build more, you know. It's just, it's just endless. $31.7 trillion in the hole. And he dares to call people who are trying to trim future spending. Not eliminate it, trim it. As deadbeats. It's incredible. I want to give you an example of how fraud can occur in this country when it comes to voting. And I want to educate our friend Bill Barr. I want to educate all the naysayers out there about how this sort of thing can happen. Loudoun County, Virginia is one of the wealthiest counties in America, or at least it used to be. Used to be run by Republicans, now it's run by Democrats. And that's how a lot of these suburbs are going now. Abortion, abortion, abortion! Anyway, so my wife calls me, and she said, we got, and I think it was ballots, we got three, three ballots here. I said, ballots. And one for her, unsolicited, one for our son Chase, and one for our daughter Jenna. I'm waiting for two more to show up for two other kids. Now, Chase hasn't lived in Virginia for over a decade. Jenna doesn't live in Virginia, and she hasn't for a few years now. Chase voted first in California when he lived there. Now he votes in Tennessee. Jenna votes in Maryland. But they got unsolicited. I think they were ballots, Mr. Producer. Now, if we were Democrats and Marxists and crooked, then the kids would vote in Tennessee, Maryland, and twice in Virginia. And who would know the difference? Because the Democrats never check their voting rolls. 
That would be voter suppression. They're certainly not going to check it with a Republican state like Tennessee. That would be voter suppression. The incompetence alone of government at all levels results in fraud. The incompetence of government at all levels results in fraud. Most of these states don't want to update their voter rolls. And this is why. And when you try to force them to, Landmark Legal has brought lawsuits, other groups have brought lawsuits, because it's required under federal law. They resist you. They fight you. Because the Democrat Party wants fraud. And they want fraud institutionalized. They want it enshrined in our system. So whenever you say, wait a minute, that's fraudulent. Hey, we took it in front of a judge, and a judge didn't find that, because they changed the rules. And a lot of these judges are schmucks. But they changed the rules. Plus, I guess it depends what you mean by fraud. Like the word is. So they must be sending out God knows how many of these things. Their voter rolls are not updated. That's clear. There's no question. If somebody hasn't voted in your county for 10 years, you can assume they're not there, can't you, Mr. Producer? I would think so. But this is going on all over the place. If you try to address it, you know, Chuck Todd go, what are you, a white supremacist? No, what are you, a white schmuck? Yes. Which he is, by the way. Elon Musk. Elon Musk remains a hero. I admire him enormously. Now, he takes on George Soros. And anytime you criticize George Soros, you're an anti-Semite. Now, being Jewish, as you know, I call out the anti-Semites, the real anti-Semites, like those in the Democrat Party that, uh, that embrace Louis Farrakhan, or Leonard Jeffries, Hakim's uncle, or Talib and all the rest of them. But that's not what happened here. He references a character. I don't even know who this character is. And we're going to play some of this because it's more than that. There's other things going on. But the irony is this. The Democrats and the American Marxists will defend Soros at any price because George Soros is their sugar daddy. That's, he creates media matters. He gives dark money all over the place. He influences elections. He influences prosecutors. He does all this stuff, enormous sums of money. He gives it away by the tens of billions. He's an old man. His son's no better. Alvin Bragg's in there. You can go down the list. So Elon Musk costs him what he is. Actually, he's very nice about what he calls him. You want to know the truth. And so he compares him to some cartoon character. Oh. <gasps> Oh, my Lord. Elon Musk must be a white supremacist, a neo-Nazi. Now, he was fine when he was an outspoken Democrat. He's voting for Democrats. No, that's what he buys Twitter. He exposes what the Democrat Party and the FBI and the media are doing with Twitter. 
And he even is shocked. Goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Is the Democrats doing this? It's my party. Not anymore. And so the Democrats were having it all kind of good until this multi-billionaire, the richest man on the face of the planet, steps in. And that's what it took. The richest man on the planet to buy this crappy site. Although I like it more now, so I joined it. I joined it again. I rejoined it. So now you see George Soros is a victim of an anti Let me tell you about George Soros. George Soros is hated by the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. He's hated by two-thirds of the Israelis in Israel. He's hated by Orthodox Jews. He's hated by religious Jews. George Soros supports a group, for instance, called J Street. J Street is a radical, left-wing, hate-Israel group led by Jews. Now, all of you in different faiths, you have people like this, so it's not just Judaism. Catholics have it. Protestants have it. Muslims have it. Buddhists have it. Hindus have it. Whatever. So the point is, George Soros isn't a practicing Jew. He doesn't embrace his his birth. He spends enormous sums of money undermining the state of Israel. But he's the biggest sugar daddy that the Marxist movements and the Democrat Party have. And these phony independent news organizations and platforms have. And he's been involved in various elections, as I said. And of course, he's been involved in destroying our cities with the types of prosecutors he supports, in my humble opinion. So the idea that Democrats, whether they're dressed up as phony journalists or not, step into this debate where Elon Musk calls, calls out Soros and they run to Soros' defense and the media regurgitate it because they're so predictable and the idea that the New York Times is worried about anti-Semitism when in fact they promote it every damn day in their pages their hate Israel ideology their cover up with the Holocaust are you kidding me? and say with you bastards at the Washington Post by the way are you kidding me? Elon Musk is no anti-Semite. They hate him. Because they can't get to him. What are they going to threaten him with? Well, they could threaten him like they do Trump. Try to destroy him and send him to prison, right? That's true. But short of that, what are they going to do to the guy? So when we come back, I want you to hear some of this discussion. I shall return. Mark Lovin. Now, I know you guys are worried. Federal Reserve staff said banking crises fallout could push the economy into recession this year. But you can do something about that. Learn how to protect the retirement you worked really hard for. I think a great way is to diversify with gold and specifically a gold IRA. That's right, physical gold in your IRA. My favorite gold IRA company is Augusta Precious Metals. 
you got to call these guys and learn how a gold IRA can help you. So if you saved 100000 or more in a 401k or an IRA, call Augusta Precious Metals and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Tell them Mark sent you, and they'll give you a free gold coin when you open a gold IRA. Call Augusta Precious Metals today, 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877-4-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions. Get risk disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. What a great company. Well, we don't have a ton of time, but I do want to get started. Here's Elon Musk on CNBC yesterday. Interviewed by David Farber, whoever that is. Cut nine, go. Uh, We're coming up on an election. I mean, it's a ways away, but it's going to all start. Um, Yeah. President Trump is allowed back on the platform. He hasn't actually come back. Right. But one would imagine if and when he does, or there are others who will say 2020 election was rigged. Is that something, I assume that's not something you believe. I, well, I think the, the, the answer, the, the answer is, is, is nuanced. It, it, like, do, do I believe uh, uh, Biden won? Um, yes, I believe he won. And you voted for him. I did, actually. In, do you regret that? I mean, man, I, I wish we could have just a normal human being as president. That's what I want. I think if, if 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 we could, you know, there's that that old saying of like, we're better we're better off being run by um, uh, by people picked at random from the phone book than the faculty of Harvard. Yeah. Now stop there. You know that. what's interesting about that? He sounds a lot when he speaks, like William F. Buckley Jr. Does he not, Mister Producer? Very much like William F. Buckley Jr. And that is a quote that comes from Bill Buckley. A similar quote, anyway. And Bill Buckley was right. He was right about so much, by the way. All right, go ahead. I, well, I think the, the, the answer, the answer is, is, is nuanced. It, it, like, do, do I believe uh, uh, Biden won? Um, yes, I believe he won. And you voted for him. I did, actually. In, do you regret that? I mean, man, I... I wish we could have just a normal human being as president. That's what I want. I think if if if, if we could, you know, there's that that old saying of like, we're better we're better off being run by um, uh, by people picked at random from the phone book than the faculty of Harvard. Yeah, I don't know who said that, but someone very wise. Um, and and I, I I would I would say if we could do that for the president. That, that would you be think great. That would be I beneficial. Just, so you're not, obviously you're not happy with Biden. Don't we all just want a normal human being? <laughs> whatever that means. Whatever. You know, I'm not even sure uh, anymore what normal means. No, but I mean, like you know, just I don't know. Just a, you want somebody who's competent. That's think, helpful. Yes, I, I think uh, def- definitely um, somebody's executive ability is underrated. Since the president is effectively the chief executive officer of the country, um, it, it actually matters if they are a good e- executive officer. All right, cut ten. Go. You know, you do some tweets that seem to be or at least give support to some who would call others conspiracy theories. Well, yes, but I mean, honestly, you know. Wait, 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 wait. Stop, stop, stop. Conspiracy theories. Russia collusion. I mean, there's there's your biggest conspiracy theory. And the FBI's in on all the rest of them. I mean, that is the greatest threat 
to a presidential election in American history. What took place? And the media pretended it never happened. I'll get to that later in the show. Go ahead. Conspiracy theories uh, have turned out to be true. Which ones? Well, like the, the Hunter Biden laptop. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that, 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 that was a pretty big deal. There was Twitter and, 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 and others engaged in active suppression of information that was relevant to the public. Um, that's, that's, a, that's a terrible thing that happened. That's election interference. Yeah. Got that, pal? Cut 11, go. Elon, you, you, you tweeted this thing about George Soros. Well, I'm looking for it because I want to make sure I quote it properly. But, I mean, you know what you wrote. But you basically... I it reminds me of Magneto. This is like, you know, calm down, people. This is not like made a, like a pedal well, case s- out of it. You also... <laughs> no, you said he wants to erode the very fabric of civilization and Soros hates humanity. Like, when you do something like that, do you Yeah, think I think about, that's true. That's my opinion. Okay. Let's but stop a minute. Should... Why is this guy defending George Soros? And I think Elon Musk is 100% correct. Go ahead. Why share it? Especially, I mean, why share it? Why share it? So this is really what I wanted to focus in on, America, and we're down to 30 seconds this hour, and I want to pick it up at the top of the next hour when we we return. Why share it? But he's exactly right about George Soros. More when I return. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, hello, 877-381-3811. You heard it. 877-381-3811. All right. Let's pick, off, pick up where we left off, shall we? Yes, we shall. So David Farber, the uh, putative journalist at CNBC, and they have a few good journalists there, not many, but a few good, uh, but this guy's not one of them. And, and he's interviewing Elon Musk. You know, Elon Musk should come on my TV show. I know how to conduct an interview of a guy like that. I'm not there to cherry pick and pick them apart. I'm there, like the rest of us, to learn from this guy. You know, it would be like having, let me just give you an example. It would be like having a Thomas Edison on a hundred and some years ago and looking for reasons to pick on him. I want to pick on him. I want to learn from him. It's crazy. Anyway, let's start from the top. Cut 11, go. Elon, you, you, you tweeted this thing about George Soros. Well, I'm looking for it because I want to make sure I quote it properly. But, I mean, you know what you wrote. But 
You basically. It reminds me of Magneto's. It's like, you know, calm down, people. This is not like made a pedal well, case s- out of it. <laughs> you also, you, know, <laughs> you said he wants to erode the very fabric of civilization, and Soros hates humanity. Like, when you do something like that, do you? Yeah, think I think about, that's true. That's my opinion. Okay, but why share it? Why share it? <laughs> Especially, be, I mean, why share it when people who buy Teslas may not agree with you? Advertisers on Twitter may not agree with all right, you. All right, let's 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 stop. Elon Musk has already demonstrated that he's a free speech guy. Now the left hates his guts because the left is about totalitarianism, and they dress it up as free speech. But the left isn't for free speech. Show me when and where. Maybe when the Nazis are marching in Skokie, old time leftists. But they don't today. They don't represent free speech. The whole reason. The Media Matters exists is to destroy conservative talk radio and Fox. The whole reason Mediocreite exists, same thing. They don't believe me. Uh, Obama out there, that uh, his biggest worry is uh, the division on news. What? There's 112% on the left and the rest of us. That's Obama's big worry. He's a fraud and a phony. And a, anyway, so uh, continue, please. Um. Why not just say, hey, I think this. You can tell me. We can talk about it over there. You can tell your friends. But why share it widely? I mean, uh, this is freedom of speech. I'm allowed to say what I want to say. So let's stop right. He's like thinking, why am I sitting down with this jackass? What kind of a stupid question is that? Now, that's got to be going through his head. He's a smart dude. Why, why share it with everybody? Uh, because I think the guy's destroying the country. And so I gave my opinion. Should I not? Should I cower in the corner like everybody else? Should I worry that maybe I'll be called an anti-Semite, which is what they're doing now? And he's not. Hello. And by the way, the Anti-Defamation League has jumped in. Let me tell you about this group. At one time, they had a purpose. Not today. Because the guy that leads this group was a former special assistant to Obama. They destroyed this group, such as it was. They've destroyed it. This moron who runs the ADL, he'll embrace all the CRT racists. He'll embrace all the Democrat racists. He worked for Obama, who in my view was an anti-Semite, the way he treated Israel and Netanyahu and that idiot Kerry he put out front for that that infamous speech that he once gave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said it. There you go. Well, why don't you just keep your thoughts to yourself, Mark, rather than speaking out loud? Because I don't want to. Because it's America. That's the whole damn point, you idiot. And so now the head of the ADL is very troubled by Elon Musk. I say to him, go screw yourself. Go ahead. I'm trying to understand why you do, because you have to know it's got a there, it puts you in, a, in the middle of a, the partisan divide in the country. It makes you a, a lightning rod for criticism. I mean, do you like that? I, you know, people today are saying he's an anti-Semite. I don't think you are. This guy's unbelievable. I mean, do you like being called an anti-Semite? What's wrong with you? Do you like being hated? Do you like it? Huh? Do you like it? Huh? Huh? There's more where that came from. Huh? Anyway. Rather than say, aren't you appalled that you give your opinion and you're called an anti-Semite for it in this instance? Now, folks, I've called people anti-Semites who deserve it. 
You know, when they call Jews cockroaches, you know, that's an anti-Semite. But George Soros, if George Soros weren't born a Jew, I would argue that he's an anti-Semite. Now, this will upset all those who receive funding and dark money from George Soros. I don't care. They should reveal themselves. Go ahead. If anything. <laughs> yeah. He said, I'm definitely not. I'm like, I'm like a pro-Semite, if anything. Yes, I'm sure he is. But this is the left. This is the Marxist left and the regurgitating media. This is what they do to you. Cut 12, go. What I'm trying, even came up though in the annual meeting. I mean, you know, do your tweets hurt the company? Are there Tesla owners who say, I don't agree with his political position because, and I know it because he I don't know, dummy. Are there uh, shareholders who disagree with Apple's political positions and this whole ESG movement? Are there? Are there shareholders who disagree with BlackRock and their big ESG movement? You know what ESG is, right, Mr. Producer? Yes, it's basically socialism and Marxism and groupism. Anyway, uh, does he ask any other corporation about that? All these corporations that are completely woke. All these corporations that back Black Lives Matter. Does he ask Disney any of these questions? Hey, uh, Bob, uh, Bob Iger. Yes, yes, what is it? Hey, Bob Iger. Yes, what is it? Uh, your political positions, don't they? Don't you think they harm you? Let me tell you something. I'm going to ban you from the Hall of Presidents if you ask me another stupid question. But Bob, don't ask me another stupid question, or I'll ban you from uh, Ice Mountain, or whatever the hell it's called. Not only that, you won't be permitted to buy our 25-pound soft pretzels for $112. And we will block you from getting into the gate Forever. And our $1,000 passes. That's right. Go ahead. Or there are advertisers on Twitter that Linda Yaccarina will come and say, you got to stop, man. Or, you know, I can't get these ads because of some of the things you tweet. This has to be the dumbest interview in American history. The dumbest interview in America. Mr. Producer, will you, do you even know how to, do we even know how to reach out to Elon Musk's office? An offer, TV or radio, what would you like? What would you like? Because this, this, this Elon Musk is like a genius. He has an IQ through the ceiling. This must have knocked his IQ down at least 20%. And so he had to leave in order to, you know, so it would regenerate. Oh my God, what, who got me into this? My assistant. Sylvia, you, I mean, what'd you do here? Elon Musk, cut 13, go. Look, I, I, I'm a big believer that, 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 that people need to, are more productive when they're in person. Um, and, um, and, 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 and really, man, I, and the whole, the whole sort of work from home thing, it's like, it, it, I, I, I think it's... To, Let's stop us, a minute. Honestly, folks, how the hell do you get any of that? And don't call me because I'm not interested. This is rhetorical. How the hell do you get anything done working from home? Unless what you do is a singular, you know, uh, type job where you, you don't need to work with other people. 
particularly when it comes to software, when it comes to engineering, when it comes to developing, when it comes to all this, what makes technology progress, what makes science understood is when smart people share their information with each other, not by email, but they're talking things through, whether it's at, at work, whether it's at lunch at work, whether it's after work when you get together. It's very, very important for the things that he runs. Besides, it doesn't matter if anybody agrees with me or him. He's paying the bills. Everybody can't be Joe Biden working out of their basement. Remember when Nancy Pelosi, she allowed the House of Representatives to vote by proxy. You literally had Democrats who weren't showing up for months. Not that they were representing the people back in their district. Some of them were on vacation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tell AOC she can vote for me. Yeah, yeah, that, that's right. And twice is even better. Yeah. That's how democracy is supposed to work or representative government. And you can all work from home. Great. That's wonderful. Go ahead. But I, I kind of think that, that the whole notion of work from home is, is a bit like, the, you know, the, the, the fake Marie Antoinette quote, let them eat cake. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, first it's of like, all, if it is a fake quote, I'm all for it because I could use some cake right about now, Mr. Producer. Let them eat cake. Oh, thank goodness. Where's my cake? I want to eat it. I like cake more than candy. Have I ever told you that, Mr. Producer? Why would I tell you anyway? I, I like cake more than candy. You want to hear something else? I like bread more than cake. Like a sourdough bread with a crispy, you know, crust, or Italian bread, or a nice, big, soft... <laughs> I even like white toast. This drives my wife nuts. But I like it. I like croissants. You know, the only bread I don't like is when it tastes like a brick. Like 17 grain bread. What's with all the grain in the bread? Oh, it's good for... I don't care if it's good for you. It's in my teeth. stuck in my throat. Do you like grainy bread, Mr. Producer? How about the other Mr. Producer? Does he like grainy bread? He'll eat it. Good for him. How about Mr. Call Screener? It's our whole group here. You like uh, you like pretzel bread. Okay, I don't mind that. But grainy bread, to me, the less grains, the better. When they say, look at that, and they have it like in, emblazoned on the back. Seven grains! I got that. Okay, not for me. And sometimes I'm sent or used to be, to get certain things at a store that we like. And we go into this, this area of the store. I don't know why I'm telling you that. I just felt, feel like Go into this area of the store that's got all the special foods, you know? Like if you have this disease or that disease, or you got fungus between your toes, you want to eat this, or you, 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 you know, whatever it is, it's, you're a vegan, you're a vegan, you're vegetarian. Uh, it, it, if you have uh, dietary issues, that section of the store. I'm always sent to that section of the store. I feel completely out of place there. You know why, Mr. Producer? 
the hippie types are all there. They're all walking around. I like organic. Uh, you do? Yeah, okay, good for you. And I'm thinking, the organic stuff tastes the worst. The worst. And then, of course, you're supposed to hate processed foods. Why? Tastes the best. It's not good for you. Do you know why processed foods were invented in the first place by geniuses? At the turn of the last century? Because people in the cities were starving. They were getting stomach cancer. The meats were rancid. Unscrupulous people were putting sawdust in the food to thicken it up. But the fruit would rot and everything up. People were eating rotten, rancid food. And as the cities got more and more dense, more and more populated, the capitalists, the entrepreneurs come along and they invent stuff. Processed food. Now you have to hate it. Oh my God, processed foods? Yes, yes, is that okay? No, it's not. It's not good for you. Well, people have been eating it a hundred years. It's not, no, no, no processed food. What am I supposed So we go back. No meat. It's not good for you. That's right. Just vegetables. And now they're pushing insects. 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 It's good for the environment. It's not good for my environment. And by the way, you know what else I figured out? Credit cards. You know what the problem with a credit card is, Mr. Producer? It produces evidence. So if you buy something, maybe you you buy a heavy-duty chocolate dessert, or you decide to go through the fast food drive-thru, and you use your credit card, and uh, let's say maybe your wife pays the bills or reviews them before you do, it's evidence. So remember, always bring cash. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Remember the last time you got a quote-unquote free phone? You started out feeling great, then came the hefty activation fees, four-line requirements, and, of course, the binding contract. Don't fall for it again, folks. Only Pure Talk gives you a free 5G Samsung Galaxy phone without the feeling you've been duped. Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, and unlimited data plan with Mobile Hotspot for just 55 bucks a month and get a 5G Samsung Galaxy for free. That's right, unlimited everything at a fraction of the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Here's another thing. You'll be on America's most dependable 5G network. How do I know? I'm a customer. Make the switch to Pure Talk, the wireless company I'm proud to stand behind, because they're proud to stand behind me and you. Just dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin, and you'll get a free Samsung Galaxy when you sign up for unlimited talk text and unlimited data. Again, go to puretalk.com, use promo code LEVINPODCAST, L-E-V-I-N podcast, to start saving today. have a couple of minutes in this segment so let me just say something you can learn a lot at a fast food restaurant you can learn a lot at a fast food restaurant like why would you ask for a receipt can i have a receipt a receipt for what the apple pie app what do you need it for i know why the guy wants a receipt because it's a cheap bastard tax deduction they collect them all over the year they 
they have a shoebox or something or a drawer at home, and they, they collect like 4,000 receipts, and they add up to about $12. And there's my tax deduction, right? But a receipt is also evidence. So if you're not supposed to be in a fast food restaurant, don't ask for a receipt. It's not worth your 13 cent deduction. Here's the other thing that annoys me. If I were in a fast food restaurant, which of course I never am, honey, just telling my wife, but if I were, the senior citizen discounts, I can tell liberals just by their looks, by the clothes they wear, what they do with their hair, if they have hair. I, I can tell them 98% of the time I'm right. We'll be in, a, in an airport and I'll say to my wife, that lady's a liberal. And she said, how do you know? I said, she's a liberal. And I can tell in these fast food restaurants, if I were there, and they're the ones always screaming for the deduction, I want my discount on the coffee. You want what? And everybody's in line waiting for this yenta or whomever to finish. I, I, I want my discount. But you're not 65. Well, under federal law, I can, be, I can be 42. Federal law for what? Under the Americans uh, with Old Age Act. Uh, excuse me. Here it's 60. I want my discount on the. And these are people who will vote to raise taxes by millions and millions of dollars. And I want my discount on the coffee. I'll be right back. Remember the last time you got a quote unquote free phone? You started out feeling great, then came the hefty activation fees, four-line requirements, and of course, the binding contract. Don't fall for it again, folks. Only Pure Talk gives you a free 5G Samsung Galaxy phone without the feeling you've been duped. Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, and unlimited data plan with Mobile Hotspot for just 55 bucks a month and get a 5G Samsung Galaxy for free. That's right, unlimited everything at a fraction of the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Here's another thing. You'll be on America's most dependable 5G network. How do I know? I'm a customer. Make the switch to Pure Talk, the wireless company I'm proud to stand behind because they're proud to stand behind me and you. Just dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin and you'll get a free Samsung Galaxy when you sign up for unlimited talk, text, and unlimited data. Again, go to puretalk.com, use promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, to start saving today. You're listening to Denali. The Great One. The Great One. And you can call in now. 877-381-3811. Well, as I sit here, America, that's why it's very important to be the cleanup hitter at the end of the day here. Axios is reporting Joanne Muller. Congress moves to preserve AM radio in cars. Remember I told you about this? The one car... Manufacturer after another is removing AM radio. For technological reasons, of course, the frequency interferes with the electric vehicle. I'm not buying it. I think this is their way to take out conservative talk radio. Oh, and I was the first to say, and that was very controversial. Oh, really? You know, sometimes when you call out things that are obvious, they're not controversial. Like an open border, why is it open? It's not controversial. It's the truth. A bipartisan group 
of lawmakers wants to make it illegal for car makers to eliminate AM radio from their cars. Arguing public safety is at risk, Ask Axios is first to report. So is freedom of speech. Why it matters, AM radio is one key way that government officials communicate with the public during natural disasters and other emergencies. Officials worry that if drivers don't have access, they might miss important safety alert information. You know, like a lot of these Amber Alerts come through a station on AM radio. Some manufacturers are eliminating AM radio from their electric vehicles because of interference from the electric motors that creates annoying buzzing noises and faded signals. Well, then why not leave it to the driver or the passengers on whether or not to turn on AM radio? They argue that car owners can still access AM radio content through digital streaming packages or smartphone apps, though such services sometimes require a subscription. Digital streaming packages. I don't know. Do you think people are going to use digital streaming packages to get the AM radio, Mr. Producer? While AM might seem like a relic of the past, nearly 50 million people still listen to it, like the 14.5 million people in this audience, according to Nielsen figures provided by the National Association of Broadcasters. The proposed legislation to be introduced by Senators Edward Mackey, Communist Massachusetts, Ted Cruz, Patriot Texas, and others would require all new vehicles to include AM radio at no additional charge. You see how we're always having to fight to keep what we have? We always have to claw our way back for liberty. Whether it's pornographic books in the schools, we have to remove them to the way it was five years ago. Oh, you're for book banning. You want to push racism out of the classroom, CRT. Oh, you're for shutting down history. We're always on defense. I mean, it's important to fight back. But the left, the Democrat Party, and their surrogates, they're always fighting for tyranny. The case of EV models that have already eliminated AM radio from BMW, Ford, Mazda, and so forth, car makers would be required to disclose the lack of AM access to consumers. I love that. The law would also direct the Government Accountability Office to study whether alternative communication systems are as, inf- as effective in reaching the public during emergencies. The importance of AM Radio during large-scale emergencies cannot be underestimated, and it has, without a doubt and without interruption, saved lives and kept our communities informed. Uh-oh. You know who that's a quote from? Josh Gottheimer. <laughs> Bergen County, New Jersey. He's the lead sponsor of the bill in the house. Maybe I better stop trashing him until this is resolved, Mr. Producer. When the cell phone runs out, the internet gets cut off, or the television doesn't work because of no electricity or power to your home, you can still turn on your AM radio. And by the way, those of you who purchase those sort of those weather AM radios, like right now, my God, there's a storm right here. It's Florida. They come and go. You know, that which you crank and you move around, that's for AM radio. Other sponsors include Senators Tammy Baldwin, Communist Wisconsin, Deb Fisher, Republican Nebraska, Representative Tom Kane, Republican New Jersey, Robert Menendez, well, quasi-communist New Jersey, Bruce Westerman, Patriot Arkansas, 
and Marie Glusenkamp-Pelance, Communist Washington State. So there you have it. Uh, I've been concerned about this because I do not favor destroying communication avenues and platforms. I just don't. Now, if the market does it, that is, you stop listening or whatever it is, that's one thing. But for uh, corporatists and corporate boards to do it, that's another thing, quite frankly. When you have over 50 million people who are listening to AM radio, not alternative ways to get the AM radio, but AM radio, and you start lopping off the AM uh, band in, in automobiles and so forth, that's not the market. Quite the contrary. Now, look, I don't know what the future holds. I don't know what the future holds for me. I have to make decisions in the next year and so about what I'm going to do. Um, it's clear that I, wanna, I do want to expand on podcasting. And uh, we'll make decisions, Westwood One and I, about radio. And we have a fantastic relationship. I'm a great admirer of the president of Westwood One, Suzanne Grimes. And uh, Teresa Gage, a terrific senior official, and they treat me superbly. Absolutely wonderfully. Uh, Cumulus is the umbrella organization and their board. I'm not big fans of theirs, but that's a whole other story. But regardless, I get to do what I want here. And... um, In fact, I've never even spoken to the chairman of the board, the CEO of Cumulus, in my life. And you know what? That's okay. It's funny. What people say around here is, Mark has one rule. What is it? Leave him alone. It's true. When I do Levin TV, they leave me alone. When I do this show, they leave me alone. When I do my Fox show, they leave me alone. I know how to conduct myself and yet get the message out. But the idea that these automobiles... Uh, we, we have a frequency problem. They're building these, you know, cutting-edge automobiles, they claim. Oh, we got these batteries. You can't put batteries. Mankind has never seen anything like this before. And the material we use for the automobile, oh, my God, it's, it's, it's second to none. Same kind of material we use to get to the moon. It's unbelievable. And we, uh, the technology's cutting-edge. What about AM? Well, we don't know what to do with AM. It interferes. We're not sure what to do. It's the one thing. The AM, you know, people aren't listening anyway. Let's get rid of the AM. No, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. So I'm glad to hear about this because, uh, well, what do you want Congress to do to impose its will with AM stations and so forth? No, they say it's necessary for emergency purposes. Um. And uh, who am I to dispute that? But I have a bigger reason for this. I'm a speech guy. And I don't believe the woke corporatists should be shutting down, effectively, conservative talk radio. And that's what's happening. If they get away with this. In the name of, oh, we can't fix the technology. That's what's happening. I'm not buying it. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
Remember the last time you got a quote-unquote free phone? You started out feeling great, then came the hefty activation fees, four-line requirements, and, of course, the binding contract. Don't fall for it again, folks. Only Pure Talk gives you a free 5G Samsung Galaxy phone without the feeling you've been duped. Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, unlimited text, and unlimited data plan with Mobile Hotspot for just 55 bucks a month and get a 5G Samsung Galaxy for free. That's right, unlimited everything at a fraction of the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Here's another thing. You'll be on America's most dependable 5G network. How do I know? I'm a customer. Make the switch to Pure Talk, the wireless company I'm proud to stand behind, because they're proud to stand behind me and you. Just dial pound 250 and say Mark Levin, and you'll get a free Samsung Galaxy when you sign up for unlimited talk, text, and unlimited data. Again, go to puretalk.com, use promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, to start saving today. show goes way too fast for me of course i'm the host and um i hope you're able to listen to all three hours or substantially so i understand you have other things to do but i do appreciate you very very much out there this six to nine slot is considered the toughest in radio talk radio Uh, for most of you we're up against an awful lot of professional sport teams particularly during the playoffs basketball and hockey right now and, uh, of course, baseball's getting started, and football a little bit. And then there's uh, various college sports. There's dinner. There's all kinds of stuff that you have, I know. So we appreciate it very, very much. And uh, we particularly appreciate the affiliates out there who promote the show, who make the community aware that we exist and that we're part of your lineup. That's very, very important. Many of you send us liners to read, which I'm more than happy to do. And uh, we appreciate that a lot. So those of you, we're part of your team. Uh, we like being part of your team. And you mentioned to your audience who we are, that we're in the time slot. This is just the way you run a, a rational business. A couple out there who don't know how to do it, and that's okay. Um, and uh, they won't succeed, whereas most of you will. And uh, we will fight as best we can to keep AM a viable platform. And uh, we will also here expand our podcast in the months ahead. Got some very, very exciting news for you. So we're on all the platforms. We're pressing ahead. And uh, you know what's funny, though? It's not funny. I'll take off a day or two here and maybe a couple of weeks a year. I don't have any time, Mr. Producer, do I? You got hosts who take off 10 days, three weeks, seven, they don't give it a second thought. I can't do that. First of all, I get bored. But secondly, I've got too many responsibilities. So, you know, the wife is saying, maybe you ought to peel back here and there. Doctors are saying, maybe you ought to peel back here and there. I I just get, my brain has to keep rolling, baby. It has to constantly be engaged. You know, it's just the nature of the beast. You've got some people like like Bill Clinton who has a sex habit. I have a sort of a brain habit. It just keeps, what's next, what's next, what's next, that sort of thing. Just the way it is. Mr. Producer, not to catch you off guard, but that is enjoyable. 
Is there a caller that I should speak to, particularly an irregular American? Just normal Americans, okay? Come on. KSLN? Don, where are you calling us from, Don? Oh, hey, yeah. Howdy, Mark. Hey, Howdy, Howdy. where are you calling us from? Yeah, I'm in. It's not going well. Can you hear me, Don? All right, I can't hear Don. Oh, uh, there he is. He's back. All right, where are you, Don? Okay, I'm in Virginia. Okay. Try and say something, because right now you're cutting in and out. Yeah. It's not working. I'm sorry, we lost you. You had a bad connection. All right, we'll take some calls next hour. He wasn't from Oregon. He was from Virginia. I'm just letting the boys know in the uh, we're behind the scenes working. And so we'll take some more calls. One of the things I want to talk about, though, big time, is, is the war on the trucking industry right now. By the Democrats and Obama, they want to eliminate diesel rigs. They want to go to electric. Like, imagine the size of the batteries. And these guys are driving across the country. They have to stop every every 150 miles. I want to talk about this and what I think the trucking industry should do about it. I don't mean to be provocative or controversial. I'm sure it'll be taken that way. Regardless, we'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Yes, yes, yes. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Now, at the close of the last hour, I mentioned that the trucking industry, truckers in particular, are under attack. Whether you're union or independent, it's of no consequence. You're under attack. The only way you can put food on the table is if you drive reliable trucks that can take you good distances before you have to keep filling up with diesel. So what they've done is they're driving up the cost of diesel in order to drive you out of your rigs. I want you to think about the cost of a rig, ladies and gentlemen. 
These are massive vehicles. Now, whether you're independent, you own your own rig, or you own a few rigs, or you're not uh, owning any rigs, you're an employee, and your employer has to replace rigs or fundamentally alter them, you could lose your job. The The EPA recently proposed new tailpipe emissions goals that could require up to two-thirds of new cars sold in the U.S. by 2032 to be battery-powered electric vehicles. Now, we talked about that. But this also relates to these big 18-wheelers. Powered by small business owners and union workers alike, the trucking industry is on a collision course with the Democrat Party over federal and local efforts to phase out diesel rigs and push the shipping industry to electric vehicles so that what they're going to do is cut off the food for the automa- for the uh, trucks, cut off the food, which is their fuel. Now, those of you who work with your hands, you work in industries like the trucking industry or the oil industry, some aspect of it, or you're farmers and ranchers, you work with your hands, You're targeted. You're under constant, unremitting attack by these Democrats. I hope you understand that. The latest strike came a few weeks ago when the EPA proposed new tailpipe uh, emissions goals that could require, as I said, up to two-thirds of new vehicles sold in the U.S. to be battery by 2032. Now, let's think of that. Seven years from now. Actually, six and a half years from now. Our electrical grid can't keep up with this. We don't have enough charging stations. People can't afford this this kind of transit. They are in a hurry because they do not want anybody to stop them. Top executive of one of the country's largest trucking companies declared that EPA's proposed new regulation on carbon emissions are impractical, excessively expensive, and could have a profound negative effect on the industry that moves most of America's supply chain across highways. These regulations are not practical for four reasons. Costs, infrastructure, testing, and data. And, of course, the driving range. Says Mike Karsaki, a vice president of Chicago-based JKC Trucking, told Just the News, he said a new long-haul tractor typically costs $100,000 to $200,000, while a comparable electric tractor, listen to this, electric tractor, that is a comparable truck, $480,000, and that's on the low end. Gee, that's a 300000 upcharge, he said, and costs prohibitive for the overwhelming majority of carriers. His company is one of the country's largest refrigerated trucking operations, and specializes in moving temperature-sensitive freight, such as fresh produce, meat, and dairy products. He says a lot of truckers support the transition away from gas-powered vehicles, but don't think the U.S. power grid is ready for a majority of electric fleet. They're not. You see the brownouts and blackouts in California. They're not ready for anything, and they don't care. You have to understand, they don't care if you suffer. And it goes on. While the EPA changes are still in the proposal stage, not really. They're planning on doing it. California regulators last month voted to ban the sale 
ban the sale of new diesel big rigs by 2036 in 12 years and require all trucks to be zero emissions by 2042. This is why California is a dying state. Because your politicians are sick. How California is going to produce enough power to charge all these trucks? Karhoski said, last time I checked, California had the two hottest summers on record. And I'm not saying don't plug in your electric cars in the summertime, but how are we going to charge these trucks? Because they are going to say, don't plug in your electric cars during the summertime. And if you don't like it, what did they say during the pandemic? Too bad. You got to be a righteous supporter of of the environment, even if it costs you your, your career. Another prominent voice in the trucking industry, Todd Spencer, president of the owner-operator Independent Drivers Association, accused the Biden administration of acting hypocritical by promoting EPA's rules while mandating changes to achieve environmental goals. He said the other thing that's extremely frustrating is that when we talk about these things, we hear this word mandate. They tell us all the benefits, how great this stuff's going to be. And then they say, and you're going to do it regardless. You're going to do it anyway. Realistically, we're more in tuned to incentives. If you're talking about something that actually really does deliver benefits for all around, you don't have to mandate stuff like that. People gravitate to it. Yeah, those days are over. Now, here's where I want to give you a thought, you truckers out there. And some of you aren't going to like this. Some of you consumers aren't going to like this. I would encourage people not to hoard, but to acquire enough food for a couple of weeks, enough of anything you need, medicines, for a couple of weeks, Go through your medicine cabinet, go through your your drawers, go through your cabinets, go through your freezer, your refrigerator, any type of cupboards you have or pantries and so forth. Any kind of toiletries you need, you know what, go through it, have a couple of weeks worth. I'm talking about all consumers. And I think truckers need to now make their power in numbers felt. I mean, the radical Marxists make their power numbers felt through riots, through demands, more, more government tax uh, payments, more taxes from you and me. The eagle, illegal alien front groups, they make their power felt. LGBTQ community makes its power felt. The teachers unions, they make their power felt. In other words, these Democrat strongholds make their power felt. And they don't care what happens to the community, to the country. I do care what happens to the country, which is why I'm telling people to prepare. Then I think you need to demonstrate that you don't want to surrender your diesel vehicles, that you've had enough of the government that is the Democrat Party purposely purposely driving up the cost of diesel fuel and making it impossible to make a decent wage, that you're not going to accept the fact that you have to purchase vehicles that cost half a million dollars 
All because these people are lying about climate change. That it's man-made and there's anything you can do about it. We talked about this figure the other day. That 1895 to the exact day in April of this year that it was warmer in 1895 than it was on the exact day in April this year. Somebody just decided to randomly check it. It's not that they were playing the system. They just randomly checked the days. So we have a thousand times more carbon dioxide released into the atmosphere as a result of automobiles. Didn't have a lot of automobiles in 1895. Did we? Almost had none. In Europe, they had invented them a little earlier. But in the United States, there weren't any. We also had trains that spewed all kinds of pollution. It went from one end of the country to the other. And yet, and yet we're still told that that emissions from the tailpipe of vehicles, not the sun, not not things out of our control, and, and light bulbs and and dishwashers and all these other things that make the industrial society that make your life easier, they're the cause of climate change. We're not having climate change. They can't even agree on what it means. This is a power grab by the Marxists. They hate capitalism. They're a degrowth movement. They think that Americans are too fat, too happy. They despise our country, which means they despise you. They're making us poor. They're making us poor, and their target is not the wealthy. Their target is the middle class, working people. You're the ones feeling it. The Democrat Party needs dark money. They need billionaires. They don't need you. They don't need you. That's their view. They're trying to shrink the middle class. They want more people on the government dole. And those who aren't on the government dole, they want in their back pocket. And they're more than happy with billionaires as long as those billionaires are with them and getting rich off these government programs. Welfare for the billionaires. So the trucking industry really needs to, in my view start to get radicalized and I know many of you truckers who listen to this program you think I don't know about that Mark I understand but I don't know how else you're going to defend yourselves and your life and your livelihoods I don't because the war on the combustion engine is the war that's also on truckers and the war on diesel fuel is aimed directly at you Because most people who drive automobiles don't use diesel fuel. It's aimed at you. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. It's an amazing thing when you think about it that the most corrupt president in American history is not subjected to an investigation by a special counsel. I'm not talking about the document stuff. I'm talking about millions of dollars pouring into his family's accounts, laundered through shell corporations. 
And, of course, the corrupt Democrat Party media exposes itself time and time again that it's no big deal. Where's the evidence? The evidence of what? That Biden committed a crime, that he had anything to do with it. Oh, I see. So all of a sudden, he's vice president, and the communist Chinese are pouring tens of millions of dollars into the Biden family coffers. And the Biden family sets up shell corporations to spread the money out among nine members, and there's no connection. How stupid do they think we are? It's they're the ones. They're the stupid ones. This administration is crooked in every respect. Biden's crooked. Their policies are crooked. Here we have from Fox, Biden administration coordinated with liberal dark money behemoth on transforming the food system. Email show. The Biden administration coordinated with Eric Kessler, the founder and principal of the Arabella Advisors consulting firm, which oversees a behemoth liberal dark money network on key agriculture policy issues, according to emails obtained by Fox News Digital. The internal Department of Agriculture communications obtained by Americans for Public Trust and shared with Fox News Digital shows that Kessler, Kessler heads this, this radical left, in my view, Marxist front group, that's the umbrella group to all these other radical left Marxist group, show that this guy Kessler was involved in initiatives to, quote, transform, unquote, the U.S. food system. They want to transform everything till we all starve to death. The trucks, the fuel, the food. These a-holes don't know anything. Anyway, they show that Kessler was involved in initiatives to transform the U.S. food system and to crack down on the meat industry for high prices. Crack down on the meat industry for high prices. You could crack down on every industry for high prices. It's called inflation, you schmoes. Inflation. The meat industry didn't create it. The gasoline companies didn't create it. The farmers didn't create it. The drug companies didn't create it. Joe Biden and the Democrats created it. Milton Friedman said the only entity that can create Inflation is the entity that has a printing press. Kessler was the only individual on the email chains who wasn't affiliated with the USDA. These emails reveal that Eric Kessler, remember this radical guy who spends a fortune in dark money, he and these groups, to get Biden elected, to the Democrats elected, and so forth has direct access to Biden cabinet officials and plays an intimate role in shaping this administration's agenda, APT Executive Director Caitlin Sutherland told Fox News Digital. I already hate this guy. As the architect and operator of the largest dark money network in the United States, Kessler's cozy relationship with Secretary Vilsack of Agriculture raises questions about the level of influence his foreign-funded Arbella network has on the Biden administration and its policies, she said. Isn't it amazing how much the Marxists are into money? How much money they want to make? How much money they want to keep? 
On July 15, 2021, Agriculture Secretary Tom Vislak emailed Kessler, Mary Matlock, a USDA senior advisor for food systems resiliency, and Matthew McKenna, a former senior advisor to Vilsack, expressing his excitement about a food processing initiative that he noted the three were helping to, quote, direct and lead. Gentlemen, woke up very early this morning, reads one of the emails, thinking about the processing project you are helping to direct and lead, Vilsack wrote in an email. I can tell you from the response I've received to date, there is excitement over the possibility of this helping to create a more dynamic and competitive market. What is it that Rush used to say? Follow the money. Follow the money. The remainder of the July 2021 email was redacted. I believe the the pipeline will fill quickly, Kessler responded. This is striking a real chord and filling a huge need. I wonder who's making money off this. So they want to transform our our food delivery system. What could go wrong with that? A handful of people. The biggest dark money guy in America. Isn't that great? I'll be right back. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. All right, get ready. Those of you who are on hold and those of you who want to call in, uh, the trick is as soon as soon as you hear me call out some call letters or somebody's name, you do a fast dial, speed dial. That's what you do. Um, because we're going to take some calls in a moment. And um, I wanted to tell you that the program I'm doing that should air tomorrow on Levin TV will be my 1,000th Levin TV program. 1,000 shows. Those of you who have watched, those of you who have supported us with your subscriptions, I cannot thank you enough. And we want to welcome those of you who have not to come join us. It really is de minimis in terms of cost over the course of a year. Uh, 99 bucks spread over 12 months, 365 days. And it's not just my show. You get to see all the programs. We really are an independent digital network. I hope you'll continue to support us. We have fantastic hosts. And uh, that's that. Mr. Producer, you're on. To whom shall I speak? Yeah. Say the uh, call letters again. Um, is this serious? Rush from Colorado Springs. Rush, are you from Colorado Springs? Springs. KVOR, by the way. Springs. Your name is Rush? Uh, Russ, R-U-S-S. R-U-S-S. I'm a meteorologist. Russ. Yes, how are you, Russ? You're yeah. a meteorologist. Go right ahead. I want to follow up on your uh, discussion of the restrictions on these big uh, you know, trucks that uh, transport trucks. Um, it's not just the amount of emissions that are important. It's whether the emissions are concentrated in a horizontal and vertical uh, space, and you can think of it especially uh, like Los Angeles, where there's a inversion on top of it, which holds it from getting 
dispersed vertically, and then, of course, the concentrated area. But if you have... And they're, and they're in a valley, right? That's your point. State, at 65 miles an hour, those emissions, yeah, they have emissions, but they're spread horizontally and they're spread vertically. Mm-hmm. So it just doesn't make sense to have all these restrictions on, you know, uh, trucks as long as, you know, they could go from city to city and, and drop it off on the outside of the city and then use hybrid trucks to do the deliveries. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate what you're saying, Russ, but these people don't care what you say or anybody else says who disagrees with them. I remember the the time on Meet the Depressed when Chuck Todd, who has a very low IQ, uh, when Chuck Todd uh, came on the air and proudly beat his chest that we're not going to have climate deniers on the program. We're not even talking about climate deniers. People can believe in climate change all they want. What we're talking about is what affects the climate, right, Russ? Exactly. And, you know, I've been trying to get a hold of Kevin McCarthy. You know, on your program, you said several times about that China is building coal-fired electric power plants at the rate of two per week. It's, you know, and China has withdrawn from the uh, global uh, climate change agreement after the uh, visit of uh, Pelosi to Taiwan. Mm -hmm. And they have not rejoined. They won't talk to John Kerry. And by the Uh, way, India has never joined. That's so right. there you turn about the two most populous countries on the face of the earth. Yes, and I, and I just think they have to suspend the uh, Inflation Reduction Act because that climate change program, $389 billion, is being spent on things that shouldn't be spent on now that China has... Um, you know, withdrawn from the agreement. And the emissions went up 6% during 2021 mm-hmm. and another 1% in 2022. So there's no chance that the um, 1.5 degree uh, global warming threshold is it, mm-hmm. going to be surpassed before 2030. Mm-hmm. By the way, so, what is the precise temperature the world should be? Climate change program. And, Russ, uh, what, what is the... We're having a hell of a problem with our phones, Mr. Producer. What is the exact temperature that is, quote-unquote, the right temperature, Russ? Well, it's 1.2... Uh, it has been 1.2 degrees already... And it's 1.5 is what the so-called threshold that's going to trigger all these things that they, um, you know, say is going to happen from climate change. It's not going to happen quickly, and uh, it's, it's something that we just have to redesign the uh, climate change program for the United States. All right, my friend. Thank you for your call. All right, Mr. Producer, who's next? Let's go. Salisbury, Maryland, Sirius XM, Danny. I'm in the mood for a Salisbury steak, by the way. It's nice to meet you. I live on the eastern shore. Oh, beautiful. There's two questions I got to ask you. 
Mm-hmm. I have not heard anybody talking about this digital dollar for they're going to start it in July, and how did they let that idiot jackass in Washington, D.C. at the White oh House goodness. sign that bill to sign it to, to do the testing on? He's in on it. Mm-hmm. But we're definitely going to have to look into that. There's a lot going on with that. We definitely do not want to go digital for one very simple reason. If we go digital, the government will know everything we're doing. And if you think they're out of control now, they'll be able to reach into your accounts and you won't even know it. So uh, you're 100% correct about that. That's for sure. And people are pushing that. And it's the same people who do not believe in liberty. Thank you for your call, my friend. Yes, change the currency to a digital system. Can you imagine that, Mr. Producer? I mean, they'll track this stuff. They'll... They'll determine, I mean, they can pull it out without you even knowing. Uh, Freeze your accounts without you even knowing. Monitor everything that's going on. You don't want your currency digitized. Good Lord. Anyway, I think I'm covered everything, didn't I? Yeah, I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. But I've been going down memory lane a lot today. I think many of you can relate to this. So we lost our Barney three years ago today. Some people lose their children in the most horrific way. I understand that. And I am in no way, uh, no way, making a comparison. But in my own life, you know, this dog was so important to me um, and helped me. When I'd write books, he'd be at my feet. He was hilarious. He was happy. And um, and yet it's hard to get out of your head, and millions of you will understand what I'm saying, that last day. When you're with him, and you have to give the the okay, the signal, to, as we say, put him to sleep. And the look on his face, and in his case, it happened so fast. We took him out at 10 a.m. He sat down on the grass and he couldn't get up. He had a a very rare cancer, usually for bigger dogs. He was only about 22, 23 pounds. And the tumor had surrounded his heart and was squeezing the heart. He had trouble breathing. And the cancer had spread in his body as well. I forget the name of it. It's a complicated name, and it's rare, and and it's terrible. It comes on, and apparently the dog passes within a month or six weeks. And so we all went, and uh, he was happy as a lark. Then, in essence, you pulled the trigger. 
It's enormously painful. Obviously, all of you know. And he had a buddy. Buddy named Marty. And Marty was much bigger, but not a big, big dog. And they got along really fantastically. And this past Thanksgiving, two and a half years later, not suffering from the same thing, he had had cancer treatments for about two, three months. He was succumbing his breathing. And then we, <clears throat> we had to say goodbye to him. And so we have two, two new pups. We decided we would get two so they could have company. Ronnie comes out of Puerto Rico. And we have no idea but his background, but we do know that out of the litter, you know, several of them died. There's a lot of dogs roaming around in Puerto Rico. And... Toby's a little guy, he's about 10 pounds, and he was rescued out of a dog mill. He spent four months, four and a half months of his life in a cage. And these dogs have the most fantastic temperament, the most fantastic attitude, and from day one they've adored each other. Maybe I'll send Mr. Producer a photo so he can post that on the social sites. So you go down memory lane and you bounce around a little bit, right? So I thought about my mother on Mother's Day. And then my father. Then you think about these things. What's life all about? Some people know. I don't know. Are we doing the right things with our lives? We're having a, a good time, and if we're not, so what, right? We're one person. And look at all the people who came before us and all the people who will come after us. How many of us will even be remembered three, four, five generations from now? Most of us won't be. Do you remember who your great-great-great-great-grandmother was? Her grandfather? Great-great-great-great-grandfather? Some might. Most don't. And does that matter? Does it even matter? And yet it's so crucially important that we leave to our children and grandchildren a country that's better than the one we inherited. Our immediate ancestors and those before them. They lived the kind of lives, most of them, to ensure that we would live a better life. They put their lives on the line, fought world wars, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, so many fantastic people. That's why I think I and you are so concerned about the future of the country. And are committed to doing everything we can to save it. It's for our children. I'm not trying to bring it down. I feel like we're family. Just telling you what was on my mind. And this is one of the reasons why we have to spend what little time we have on earth. Contributing to 
the kind of life that our children and our grandchildren are going to have. Because that's how humanity continues. Not Joe Biden's legacy, not the Marxist ideology, not the Democrats and their socialist economic agenda, but we the people, children and grandchildren. I want to salute you all and thank you all. God bless each and every one of you, and I'll see you tomorrow.